para de quejarte ya que se pone viejo y nadie va a querer hablarte nada. Aquí vivimos fuerte y libre, todo el combo cuando escupe tiene pique, no lo me dice, homie, kill it. Hombre de familia haciendo topa con los piles. Mi vida es seria, pero también el mejor chiste. Tengo amor, no me falta nada, viste. No te asustes, te fuiste donde te escondiste. Todo el mundo bien programado. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Outside Your Lane. My name is Luke Borkosica. I appreciate you being with me. So this is episode 10 for me. I'm not looking for, you know, cheers or anything like that. Just happy to be with you. So what I did is I combined the LinkedIn Sports 30-day post challenge. This is a day 14, day 15 combination. So yesterday, uh, the question was about um, how did you break into the sports industry? Day 15 uh, is all about uh, what's the best and the 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 least part, you know, the least best part about, uh, being, you know, working in sports. And so I'm combining these two because as a, so again, this podcast is all about an entry level slash students perspective of basically breaking in to the sports industry. So I'm combining these two for a somewhat obvious reason that it's difficult to break in, you know, and I'm still breaking in. So that, that is challenging. Um, perspective. I talked to somebody yesterday who is, I think, well accomplished in his own right, as far as uh, sports is concerned. Um, people measure, you know, success, obviously, in a number of ways. But so this person's a former big time uh, division one uh, college um, volleyball player. Then he uh, went on to create um around the time, you know, NAL was, was starting to break out, which I mean, technically was officially, uh, last year, already a long year ago, but, um, he created a, a platform that is, uh, specifically trying to touch on, um, how student athletes are finding success in the space of NAL. And, uh, and he also, uh, helps facilitate NAL, or you could say procure, um, and, and really even, uh, I don't know how much negotiating he does, but he definitely looks over contracts. So he's trying to procure, procure and to evaluate, um, NAL deals for student athletes, um, while he's in, uh, a law program, uh, at a, at a competitive institution. So, uh, he's got a lot going on and, um, so I have to give him credit. Why do I mention him? Well, because because it's difficult to break in, uh, no matter you know what stage you're in. So here's this guy. He's way more accomplished, uh, really, than I've ever been in sports. Um, but but what we both share in common is that regardless of him being uh, ahead of me in terms of you know maybe momentum, maybe not momentum as much, but just simply, um, he's just got a better name to himself. He's showed a, a lot more than I've shown. Um, so if I could liken this to something, you know, uh, f- you know, the NFL does such a great job of, um, documenting, um, you know, players trying to break into the game. So, so, I, you know, I'm going to think of, uh, the show undrafted, which I'll cite here and there just because it's, it's such a telling, uh, telling show kind of like, Hey rookie, welcome to the NFL. I'll, I'll just give uh, undrafted a bit more of a nod just because it, it talks about people that are kind of on the outside looking in right They're They're going to go undrafted or, or maybe they'll get drafted maybe barely. Right. Um, 
So you, you look at them and they may have a great tryout. So if they have that great tryout, uh, then they may have that next opportunity. They may get on the team's training camp and then be able to prove themselves from there. Let's just be honest, if everything goes right, right? So that's, that's health, that is uh, execution of, you know, the strategy of the team, that is, you know, acute and amazing memorization of the playbook in a short amount of time. Um, that's the coaching staff liking you, all these different factors that, you know, a lot of us, you know, attribute to, or we call it luck. Um, you know, for me, um, obviously there's that quote, right? Uh, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. For me, I don't use the word luck. Um, I will use the word like favor or blessings or something like that. Um, and I think I, I just like more the phrase, you know, control what you can control. And as far as, as far as luck, um, you know, I think, we can't determine, you know, the outcome. We can, we can obviously do our part and, um, you know, the old Bill Belichick, do your job. I mean, I think that goes a long way. Um, so I appreciate that part about sports. I, I like to call, I like to say sports is so, uh, sports are, sports is so measurable. Um, you know, you, you, you can control your play. Um, you know, it, your effort is very, usually very evident. Um, the outcome is, is really something that's completely out of your hands, which is pretty amazing. Um, so, so back to it, uh, day 14, day 15, right? Breaking in to the, the business, the sports business, sports industry, and, and what's the, the not so great part of it. And what's the, what's the great part of it. So I think not knowing how you're going to get in is, or, 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 or get established or get, um, to a sustainable level or get to an impactful level. That is challenging for sure. Um, but you know, that's kind of in my position, you know, again, to combine these days and to combine the best part and the, in the, in the least greatest part of it, maybe I think it's all, it's all gravy in that way. Uh, I enjoy, I enjoy the difficulty um, of of knowing no one knowing who I am and basically having to prove myself every day. And you know, I think of people that I'm I'm watching, uh, people like Kevin Tarka, uh, Jeremy Evans, um, you know, uh, established people in, in the sports industry. And I know, just like any uh, good athlete, that they're. And when I say good athlete, I mean, I'm going to first think of the Kobe's and people like that. Um, you know, my, my favorite athlete probably uh, right now to watch is Derek Carr. Um, he's not having uh, success on the field as far as um, wins and losses. It's rather the opposite. Um, but but it's his com- it's co- his competition that he's showing. Uh, it's it's his consistency. Um, regardless of what people have to say. And I have to say, I, I watch his press conferences just to see how he reacts and responds to, uh, to, to those circumstances. And I became a, a, a Raiders uh, supporter, you know, because of Derek, learning about his, uh, his you know, just being honest now, uh, born again, spirit-filled Christian faith like five years ago. And of course, this, the first year I start to support them, they go four and 12. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I, I've watched basically all of his press conferences ever uh, since then. And I really 
pretty much everything the Raiders have put out content wise on YouTube and stuff like everything. I don't care if it's like a lineman getting interviewed, you know, I'm watching like all of it. I'm pretty much a Raiders beat writer if, if I wanted to be, you know, I've thought about hitting them up a couple of times, but they, I'm sure they have more than enough resources right now. Uh, but, uh, um, and if you're wondering, I was never compelled. That's why I haven't done it. I'm not saying I wouldn't have, or that I'm sh- too shy or something like that. Um, but, uh, plus I don't, think I'm going that direction. But, uh, you know, Derek got emotional in the post-game interview uh, last night. Why is this relevant uh, to this podcast? Well, so so he's two and seven now. The Raiders are two and seven. Uh, Derek is on a contract that um, by way of negotiation, uh, by way of uh, all businesses negotiable, uh, the contract is set up where even though he's got a few more years on the contract, it's the type of thing where, where the Raiders can basically really easily, um, you know, trade or release him. Um, don't don't fully quote me on that. They can they can move on from him, right? I'm going to say trade or release, but they can move on from him uh, after uh, this season, like very easily with a with a minimal uh, cap hit. Um, and as as I heard someone say uh, yesterday, um, with a let's see, they, they, they save like $30 million, uh, in terms of their cap. So, so to some people, that's like an easy decision. Um, however, uh, to the Raiders organization, that is, um, and I'll, I'll tie this back in with, with what I'm talking about, but anybody can identify it with this situation. Uh, I think, uh, I think the difference with maybe Derek and a lot of us is not, uh, uh, all of us here in this, in this, uh, whoever's listening to this podcast, we haven't necessarily made, you know, the kind of money uh, that Derek has made in his career. You know what I mean? Uh, like, you know, couple couple hundred million dollars. Okay, so we're not we're not maybe as proven as he is. Um, but what what is going on here? Well, um, there's there's certain circumstances, or at least screaming circumstances or outcomes that say that uh, his career is really really on the. Uh, you know, it's on the out, right? Uh, he's he's not uh, not playing great. Um, you know, he they went out and got Devonte Adams, his his guy. You know, um, and uh, and they're having some success together, but but the team is not performing. So um, anyway, I mentioned his post game interview yesterday, and he he got emotional, and it was great to see because. Um, you know, he can't describe to people the confidence he has uh, inside, right? Um, if it's not translating on the field, uh, pretty much your average onlooker and maybe somewhat above average as far as like somebody, you know, being able to perceive properly, um, even those even those people are not really able to um, foresee what's coming. Now, I can't exactly say I know what's coming for Derek, uh, but what I can say is I like how he's controlling what he can control. And I like, uh, f- you know, for him, you know, he, him and I both share uh, uh, the same ideology as far as Christian faith. So I like that um, he's doing the classic, like, right, his, his game is not his identity type of thing, which, which is obviously gaining more traction in the sports world and, and should. Uh, we should we should be able to understand that right um, in the business world we understand that athletes are not just athletes they're also you know investors and, and, and things like this so 
Um, now, obviously, hopefully people don't get their identity from money either. Uh, not saying the people I listen to or whatever are doing that. Um, but, um, but yeah, obviously we gotta, we gotta be careful about all that. So, so back to my small man position and to wrap, uh, wrap this episode up today. Um, you know, I'm really enjoying learning how to, um, learn what information applies to me. Um, so as a studying sports agent, I I like to call myself right now. Um, I like to, you know, find out, um, about sports contracts, you know, standard contracts, uh, nuances to contracts. I like to learn about, um, a term that I got from, uh, former Raiders GM, uh, and really very, very proven, um, NFL uh, personality, uh, former NFL player Mike Mayock gets a lot of flack these days. Too bad uh, for him, but um, but anyway, uh, he, he he coined the term I think uh, called league value, and so I like learning about league value, not just like from a say a number standpoint, but he meant like uh, Devonte Adams, right? Is is arbitrarily the highest paid uh, player um, in the NFL? I think APY. Uh, average per year wise he is, but his contract is, you know, there's like incentives thrown into it and all these things and bonuses and such. So, so um, on the surface, uh, APY wise, he's the highest paid, but, you know, some people argue that based on, you know, the numbers, it's kind of like Derek Carr's contract. There's, there's, you know, whatever they want to call it, you know, fluff or different things like that. Um, which I, I'm not too interested in personally. Um, you know, I think you, you just try to try to pay a guy what he's worth and, and kind of leave the rest, um, you know, to the side. But I like learning about all of that. Um, I like learning about sports law, just 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 issues that I may face uh, down the road with with my clients. Um, I like learning about, you know, again, I mean, people like Kevin Tarka putting out really, really special and, and um, intuitive and um, you know, integrated content about uh, day-to-day responsibilities and um, just the difficulty of trying to place uh, players on a team. Um, you know, I like uh, going beyond the basketball world, which is my uh, wheelhouse, though it kind of sounds like in this episode that like football or, or sorry, American football or the NFL is my wheelhouse. Um, I, I'm definitely educated about American football and the NFL. Um, I'm, I'm strongly considering multi-sport um, agency, but uh, for now, um, I'm just enjoying the grind, and uh, I appreciate you guys and gals being with me. God bless you, and we will talk soon.